push that button. So now that's recording into the computer. And I guess, I guess that's it. Wow. We're set. We're all set to record. We're all set to record. We're all bitch. set to record. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. We're here. Finally. God, sit down, shut up, and listen to the podcast. Sit down, shut up, crank this up. If you're in a car, pull over and park. Listen to the whole episode. Put one of those horse blinders on you. Well, no, more than horse blinders, because you shouldn't be seeing anything. Close your eyes, be in a sensory deprivation tank, and (laughs) only hear our voices. We're here coming at you live from my office in my house. Yep. On a nice, crisp fall October day. It's October. This is our first episode, I think. No, it's not. Second episode in October. Wow. First one recording in October, though. That's pretty crazy. It's actually kind of cold out today. It is. It was, uh, I woke up this morning and like my, my nose felt dry from the cold. Oh, like this is, we're getting into this awful, terrible time. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. You did not like it? No. Oh, I do like it. I don't like waking up cold. Oh, I mean, I, I feel like I have enough blankets on my bed where I'm very cozy, but then mm. getting out of bed is a lot harder. Yep, that is very true. Mm-hmm. That's Took just me. what this time of year is, huh? Yeah. Took me a while to get out of bed today. And I wasn't even like, sometimes I'll get on my phone, which I try not to do because I know that I shouldn't be on my phone in bed. Because um, it'll just keep me up. It'll trick my body into thinking that bed is a time to look at things on the internet, but it's not. It's a sleepy time. So I was just laying there like staring and kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's not very interesting. So I mean, I also woke up uh, very late today. How late? Uh, one hour before you got here. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's not that bad. What time did I get here? You got here like, I don't know, noonish. But recording earlier also. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about the uh, impact on quality this has because we normally record later in the day. Yeah, after, like 5, 6 p.m. After we've both done a bunch of work. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm editing, I realize, wow, I can definitely tell our energy has dropped from minute one to minute 90. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what recording recording earlier has any has has on on uh, the podcast. I also just had some coffee. Oh, I, yeah, I had some coffee, too. I wish I had thought about that and brought some with me. Mm. I got back and I got back into coffee just because I was working on that video. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I stopped well, how, drinking how for a do, while. How do you do your coffee now? What kind of coffee are you drinking? Um, well, I started using this, uh, coffee subscription thing, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I'm realizing that a lot of coffee around town, like a lot of the local coffee, um, might as well just say a black coffee. I think a lot of theirs is just really sour. Mm, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I've had a single roast of theirs that I think like, this is really what I like. So I decided, you know, I'm going to look at one of these like coffee subscriptions that people get sponsored by and whatever, Uh, because they just have you like pick like I like this kind of taste and I like this kind of taste. And maybe I'll find something that I like. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I got sent a bag, um, which I guess was also cheaper because it's through their subscription or whatever. Mm. Um, So I I got that and I don't remember the name of it, but the bag was nice. The coffee's good. Um, And I just do a do a pour over. Oh, okay. Because it's nice. I just the one cup. All I just I need just one cup, and that's it. Yeah. But I have I've gotten into what we're like. I measure things out now instead of just randomly dumping. Yep. Because that's what I used to do. And I was like, this seems about the right amount of beans to put in here. And then 
but I was even before that, before I got like a grinder too. Mm-hmm. I just like take some grounds. It's like, this looks like a right amount and then pour some water in. And then it always ends up like not being enough water where I'll put in too much water and then the cup will overflow and then get all over the floor. Ooh, that, uh, that sucks. There's nothing worse than fucking up your cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever. So I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I might as well do it quote unquote, right. So I got a kitchen scale and I measure out my beans, 20 grams of beans, 20 grams of beans, and then 320 grams of water. Wow. Measuring out the water too. Yeah. It's a 16 to one ratio. Wow, you're you're doing it the way that uh, my old boss at uh, Sunrise Coffee, he would have been proud. Wow. We had to measure every cup every time for every coffee we made. Honestly, sometimes it's a pain in the ass when it's like, uh, I just want to drink this coffee now. Mm-hmm. But then I know that it's going to taste fine. Oh, yeah. And then I put a bunch of creamer in it. Oh, really? I'm you're, a cream. I'm a creamer. Cream, cream I'm a, boy. I'm a cream boy. As uh, they might say on Doughboys. I'm a creamsman. You're a creamsman. A, I am a creamsman. What kind of you put like half and half in there? Uh, nope. Uh, I use almond milk creamer thing. Mm, okay. Non dairy. Yeah. I, I sometimes I'll put oat milk in my coffee, but mm. I usually have it just go black because that's how I like it. And I've liked that like that for a long time. I I would drink only black coffee for a while, and now I've just kind of realized, you know what? I like this more. Yeah. I like it more with cream. Just Don't really it. need sugar in there. I tried a little bit with sugar. Like, do I like cream and sugar? And then. Nah, I'm just fine with cream and probably more cream than it's probably the equivalent of like three to four creams in there. That's a that's a lot of cream. It is a lot, but it's how my mom likes it. Tastes good. Mm-hmm. I I like it. Back in the coffee. Back in the coffee. So I don't know. I don't know where to really go from here. Yeah, I guess I do have some stuff I, I wanted to. Uh, I don't know, just some stuff to talk about before we start talking about this week's topic, which is Lay music. It's music. Music. That we listen to. And as I was, I, uh, to go into this a little bit, I I think I went maybe in a slightly different direction than you're expecting. Because uh, as I was thinking about music that I listened to, I ended up moving like farther and farther back in time. Um, Literally? Yeah. You figured out how to time travel? I'm 16 now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, that's not time travel. That's just de-aging. It's time travel, too. There's a second one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's two time travels. Wow. Um, the, the things that, I, that I'm planning on talking about uh, will, probably, will probably surprise you. Or maybe it won't. I mean, it'll probably surprise you that, like, like, you know, what the what the hell are you talking about? This but, is quite a buildup to yeah, whatever you're going to do. But but not in the way of just like, OK, I, I would expect I would expect you to to mention these things. So, you, you know what I mean? Where it's like you would expect me to mention these things. No, you, you would expect me to mention these things like, oh, oh, of course you do this like this. Of course, you'd listen to this when you were this age. Oh, OK. Even though I don't know. It's it's the kind of thing where I imagine from like an outside perspective, it's it's on brand. For me. Oh, oh, sure. Sure. Uh, before before we move into that, the one thing, the first thing that I have written down for just like stuff to talk about, and it's something that has been on my mind and we talked about it last night, mm-hmm. but I'm curious if you have any more thoughts about it is about fast food drive throughs. So here we are back again talking about fast, fast food. food. Um, so I will preface this by saying that. For the longest time, I did not go through any kind of drive through. And the reason was that my car's driver's side window has never rolled down since I've had that car. Right. So I got that car. 
my senior year in high school. And I still I still have it. I don't drive it because it doesn't really work anymore. But that that car's driver's side window never rolled down. So driving in the summer was terrible because I couldn't roll down the window because the AC also didn't work. And I just never took it in to get it fixed because like it's a cheap car. It's kind of crappy. Yeah, if you don't need to use it, then then don't. And if I don't need to use it for, you know, nine months out of the year, it's like, do I really want to spend the money on this? The answer is yes, I really should have. <laughs> um, so what I would end up doing is rolling down the other three windows during the summer mm-hmm. to like let some air circulation through the car. So driver's side window does not roll down. It's a never, never went through a drive through on the except on the off occasion where it's like I I just don't want to go in and it's just it, it seems quicker to go through a drive through or whatever. Mm-hmm. In which case I would like have to open the door and order and, and then, then open the get door back again. into the car and then drive up to the window and then, yeah, do that whole debacle. But now I drive my girlfriend's car. And that window does roll down so I can use drive throughs. But Mm -hmm. the important thing here is that I have missed out on like, when did I get that car? I got that car in like 2011. So it's been like nine years of never really going through a drive through. Mm -hmm. So I am pretty inexperienced when it comes to getting food through a drive through. Okay. The last few times that I can remember going and ordering and getting food, something has always been missing. And I know in the order uh and I know I should check and I know that I should also ask the person and like, is this everything? But I like I like to think that the people that are that are at, you know, McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell or whatever, you know, they're on top of it. I like to trust that the employees are doing their job and that they're going to give me all my food. Well, there's nothing worse than when you're an employee and somebody's like, is this everything? And you're yeah, like, it's yeah, sucks. Bitch, it's like, it I don't want to, I don't want to question whether or not they're doing their job, especially now during COVID times when it's like, you're stressed enough as it is having to deal with all these people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to add on to that by making you seem like an idiot that you didn't give me all my food, you know? Right. But I got to say that of those three places that I mentioned, McDonald's, Burger King and Taco Bell, in which I've gone through the drive through Something has been missing every time, almost every time. Yes. Wow. So I remember one time like uh, going through actually happened. It, it's happened at McDonald's twice. Oh, where which I, McDonald's are you going to? Uh, it's the one on Brooks. Oh, so it's that one. OK. Uh, Not my McDonald's, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, something's just al- something has always been missing. And I don't know, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know how common it is because I still don't really go through the drive through that often, but I just want to know, this is my big question, how many trips should it take for the person to give you all your food? It should take one. That is my assumption. Yeah. I is mean, that it, it's it sh- one. It shouldn't be happening so much. Like I, I've had to go back. And, I, and I've done it, I think, once or twice. And as long as you're just like, oh, hey, I think this was supposed to be in here. Like, it's very easy. And they'll usually give you something else free in addition to it. Um, but if it's like too busy of a drive through, then sometimes I'll just like not even go back. Or like if I'm already home, I don't want to drive all the way back to. Uh, yeah. And that's when I find out is when I get home and then realize, oh, this food isn't 
This food's not in the bag. Yeah, it's not there. Okay, because that's that's just what I want to know is like how many trips is the expectation? Because I also look in the bag and I see I see like you could have fit the other sandwich in here. Was it just not done yet? If it wasn't done, why didn't you put it in the bag? Did you just forget? Were you putting were you wanting to separate the chicken sandwich from the hamburger to put them in separate bags? Because that doesn't make any sense. Just put it all in one single bag. Why are these things being separated? You know, and it also like it. What also makes it more confusing is when like they hand you your food, but then they also seem to just like, you know, they close the window. You seem to have like an end to the transaction in terms of just like, you know, I've I've paid you. You've given me the food. We've said our goodbyes and I drive away. Mm -hmm. I I'm not expecting you to come back with more food. But like three or four times now, I'm not getting all my food. And I just don't know how many trips it's really supposed to take for me to get all of my food. Because my my expectation is one that unless the person says we still have more for you, when they hand me the bag, the bag contains my entire order. I think. Well, so have you been when you say you said your goodbyes, are they saying something like because I feel like when I, when I get food, they always say something like here you go. Have a good day. Or like, here's your order. And if there's more food, they'll start by saying like, here's your like number one combo or here's your drink. Here's your ice cream. And they won't say like, and here's the rest or something like that. If there's more to come. So are you saying that they've already said like, here's all your food? Well, I don't, I guess I don't know. I don't know what drive through like vernacular is like, should are, are they should they be hinting that there's more food if not just tell me explicitly here's some of it there's more coming well yeah i think that's what they do they they're like okay here's this and this and they're banking on you remembering what you ordered so you're like cool i still need this this and this or whatever i don't know how much food you're getting i'm getting food for two people mhm enough that like it should it enough that it should all fit in one bag yeah, I wonder if they sometimes put it in multiple bags because it definitely doesn't look as nice when it's like stacked up to the top and like barely closes, you know, like in a I in suppose, a but bag. also I don't give a shit. Well, I know you don't give a shit, but it could be company policy. Maybe. I don't know. It's just it's it's very confusing and it's very frustrating to come home and realize, oh, I'm missing food. It is. It's 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 not a good feeling, especially the last time, uh, which was like eight dollars worth of food. Yeah, that's no good. No, and I don't want to go back because that's like it's like 10 minutes of driving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then your other food's going to be cold. Yeah. And also you just it never feels good to be like, um, excuse me, mm -hmm. but you actually forgot this thing because I mean, people do it to me all or they have done it to me at places and it's actually really that doesn't matter as long as they're nice about it. Yeah, but yeah, for it sure. Always, it makes me feel like I'm being annoying to the workers because I know they've probably got a ton of other shit going on. Yeah, it's like I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ask them every time, like, is this everything? But I also don't want to be the person that's just like rummaging through the bag, like just to make sure everything is there. It's like, I mean, that's that's just what you got to do. Like, I know. Do it quick. And it doesn't take that long. And I think it's a thing that like 50% of people do it. And if somebody's behind you, like waiting to go up to the window, I don't think anybody is going to be mad that you like they see your little bag go in there and then it takes like 30 seconds for you to drive away. Because obviously, then that's what you're doing. You're just checking to make sure you got your food 
and then it, it it solves all your problems. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, like drive around again in the drive through or you don't have to go mm-hmm. home and realize you don't have any food. Yeah, because I know that at the very least, that's been a longstanding issue with my dad. Is he not getting his food? Yep. Oh, so see, he, he makes it a habit or like he would make it a habit when I was growing up uh, that he would check and make sure everything was there. Because a lot of times not everything would be there. Yeah. Well, that's why it's helpful if you have a, a co-pilot, somebody in the front seat, then you hand the bag to them. And then as you're like preparing to get out of the drive through, then you'd be like, all right, look through there make sure we got everything. Yeah. I don't know. That was just my thing is that I'm. Yeah, you're pretty I'm, steamed about that. I am. I'm not getting all my food. Oh, is that you're still hungry? That's why I, you're so I'm upset. still hungry. There's a there's a. Oh, what, what did I get? I don't know. Probably like a. Like a chicken sandwich shaped hole in my stomach. Because <laughs> you didn't get your chicken sandwich. Because I didn't get my chicken sandwich. From where? From Burger King? From McDonald's? Mm. Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah. From Taco Bell. Yeah. I don't know. One of those places I didn't get a chicken sandwich. I will say, though, never missed, never missed a single item from Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's, when, Wendy's, Wendy's I am. I mean, I'm not going to give them. I'm going to give them 99%. Always giving me my food. I'm sure there's one time I forgot something or they forgot something. So I'll give them a 99%. They get an A plus. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, politics aside, I do really like Wendy's. It's really solid food. Tastes really good. It's really good value. Mm-hmm. They seem to run a tight ship. I don't know. I think it's good. Yeah. Love Wendy's. Haven't had it in a while, though. Yeah. It's honestly the one here in Missoula. Too busy. The one on Brooks. People love it. I know. Whenever I go there, like... I mean, I'll both s- Wendy's in town are, like, usually pretty busy. Yeah, that makes sense. There should be another one. Why is there another... Well, I don't know. I, I The Hoagieville to Wendy's ratio is a little skewed. <laughs> That's true. Have you ever been to Hoagieville? Uh, I've gone once. Okay, this is really Missoula-specific now we're getting into here. <laughs> uh, I think most of our audience is, is still here in town, though. Yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah. Oh, we should ask a Twitter question. Hoagieville, cool or ghoul? <laughs> ghoul? Because yeah. it's Halloween. Cool or ghoul? I've never been to Hoagieville, and I want to know if I should go try it. If if more people say that it's cool, then it's ghoul, I'll go try it. All right. And if more people say ghoul than cool, I still might try it, but I won't go in a hurry. I've gone there once with our friend PJ. It was the one in the mall. I think I got cheese fries or something. I don't really remember I think what I got. The, one of their big things is cheese fries. Yeah, I don't really remember what I got. Also, I think the number of Hoagievilles has slowly been reducing. Well, yeah, because I, I think I know everybody I know who's gone to Hoagieville has gone like once. And which, I can't believe that any point of people were going to four different locations. Enough to, to keep them in business. Yeah. Them. The fact that there were four Hoagievilles. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's pretty wild. Is Hoagieville only, is that a, is that a local thing? It can't be. There's four of them. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere around like the. I've never seen them the anywhere west, else. The west coast of, of uh, the country. I, I don't know. I don't know either. If any uh, Hoagieville aficionados are out there that can shed some light on the franchisability <laughs> <laughs> of the restaurant, we'd love to. We'd love your input. Yeah. Josh and I are thinking about open, opening one together. So, and we figured we'd probably do pretty good at that. We'd make sure that the drive-through every time all the food went out. One bag. One bag. One bag, no matter what. 
Yeah, we're going to have different sized bags. So, so it always comes in one bag. So if somebody got 100 burgers, we'd have a giant bag. You're getting you're getting a duffel sized plastic bag. <laughs> what if we gave them an actual duffel bag, but was it said on it, like, please return to Hoagieville. Please return to Hoagieville. We also listen one, to our podcast. One duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I will say I went to Taco John's the other day. And I haven't been to Taco John's in a while. Well, I, I love Taco John's. Yeah, but I know. They, they didn't give me my potato lays. Oh, no. And boy, everything, it really all rides on that potato lays, on the potato lays, because they, you can put them in like all your stuff. You can put them in a soft burrito and it makes that burrito go from a two out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. Damn. And well, more like an eight out of 10. But if you don't have those potato lays, it's not very good. And I don't know, the tacos are fine, like the hard shell tacos, but. I mean, especially, the Olays. especially now, since Taco John's is the only place to get any sort of potato product with a taco. taco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Wow. I haven't had Taco John's in a long time. That I know is only a West, West half of the U.S. thing. Yeah. It started in Wyoming. Of all places. Yeah. We, did we go to the original Taco John's? We were close if we weren't at the original one. Okay. But we did go to a Taco John's in Wyoming. We sure did. And there was, it was a Wednesday Middle of the day, like one o'clock and everyone working there looked like they were in high school. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. What's more important, working or education? I say working because I'm a good capitalist boy. As you should be. Yeah. Anything else you really want to? That was really my big thing. I know you really got into it. I sure did. <laughs> Any, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we dive into the week's ep? Uh, no, I'm, my, my mind is now totally consumed by Thinking fast. about fast food, which I've been eating too much of recently, and I need to start eating like salads and real food at home. <laughs> so I'm going to try to not think about it. All right. Well, we've covered our bases of the first part of the episode, either being about fast food or poop. That box has been checked, Check. which means we can have a little transition here. I guess I'll put this in post and then move on to the episode. What a girl are the songs kids are singing and now they're all together on kids box kids box 30 of today's biggest songs made just for kids newly recorded from the kids box kids you'll go crazy for kids box one CD that the kids and I can listen to together. This music really gets me pumped. With Kids Bop, you'll never stop. Here's how to order. To order, call the number on your screen. You must be 18 or older to call. Okay. Are we back? We're back. Okay, I have a question for you, Josh. Yes. So, uh, you're an only child. I am an only child. Correct. <laughs> I said that like I was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quizzing you. I don't know why. Next question. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if it's really you. Uh, no, but... Okay, so you're an only child, and I, I grew up with an older brother and a, a younger brother. Um, but 
So my question is, how did you find out about like new forms of media that you liked, like with whether it's music, like we're going to talk about today or like movies or TV or video games? Because I feel like a lot of my taste was shaped by what I saw my brother listening to or doing or like watching. And so, yeah, like what how do you how what would you say was your main because we didn't have really the internet as we have it today. So that's true. Like how was your, what, what influenced you and how did you find out about these things? Boy, what a very good question, because honestly, I don't really know. And this is kind of why earlier I was, I was saying like the, 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 the music that I'm about to mention, um, both makes sense and is also very surprising. Um, so I guess we can start with, maybe the first um like one of the first i don't know musical artists i suppose that that i like found out about that i, th- I was thinking like i kind of really like this and uh this is probably going to be a surprise to you and probably to uh anyone that really knows me and that it's taj mahal the the blues singer oh really because he was on an episode of arthur oh i think and I he like played that. some music and was like that's pretty cool <laughs> That's wow. You're right. I would never have guessed that. And you also probably would have never guessed that the first CD that I ever bought with my own money Mm -hmm. was the best of Taj Mahal. Wow. Well, I would have guessed it after you told me that. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. So my like how I learned about new music and whatever, like I really I really didn't. The music I listened to, whatever was whatever my parents listened to. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my dad really liked Celine Dion. So there was a lot of Celine Dion CDs in the house. Really? Your dad really liked Celine uh-huh. Dion? Wow. Yep. So Takahiro is out in his uh, studio. He's got his, oh, I don't really remember. I know he does a lot of like metal work, right? Art. He was doing, he was doing bronze casting when I was growing up. Okay. So he's got like fires going in there and he's got like his goggles on and a mask probably. And he's got a hammer. I don't really know how bronze working works, but then he's just blaring Celine Dion in there. He might have. Cause I, in one, he had like he had like three different shops to like work in for like different stages of uh, of the process, and I think only one of them had a stereo in there, so he probably would have been listening to CDs or cassette tapes in there. But uh, it was mostly when he was just like just in the house and not really like reading the newspaper or something. There would just maybe be some music playing. Wow. I don't really, re- I don't ever really remember my dad listening, like explicitly listening to music yeah i i it, it's not it's not a clear memory that i have of him just like you know purposely putting on something because he wants to listen to it mm-hmm. so i don't really know when he listened to these cds but i know that he liked them because we had a ton of them maybe he just liked the pictures that could be it too who knows there were some there were some some fold outs in those in those jewel cases <laughs> oh yeah yeah so listen to a lot of celine dion uh there was uh a uh, so wait how, can i start how old were you when when you were like into taj mahal and celine dion celine dion would have been earlier that would have been like i was like six or seven years old okay um and i really i think the only reason my dad found out about celine dion was because he had that she had that song in the titanic oh like my heart will go on that mm-hmm. wasn't in the titanic and my parents owned the the two vhs <laughs> <laughs> like real home video release of Titanic. Uh, so maybe that's where it all started. So whenever, I don't know, I would have been like six or younger at the time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Taj Mahal was later. So I, 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 I bought a CD and Borders was around. So that would have been, mm, I don't know. I would have been like 10. Okay. Somewhere around that age, give or take a couple years. Uh, so yeah, really before I started learning about what, what I liked in music as like a whole, which I didn't find out what I really liked until way later. Um, because the, the timeline for how I like the, how I like me finding out about music is just like what my parents liked. And then like, Oh, I like video game music. Mm-hmm. And then I had a weird country phase because my, my oh, I did not know about that. Yeah. Cause, uh, one of my really good friends growing up really liked country music. So I was like, Oh yeah. Country music, rascal flats. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, before it transitioned into, uh, what is maybe more like, I don't know what you would expect, which is like pop punk mm-hmm. before I like moved on into that. Cause I had like my, like my best friend at the time also really liked it. Um, so yeah, it's like a weird, like roller coaster of just like, I'm just, I'm just absorbing everything and like listening to everything. Wow. So like it was all it was all nebulous until like seventh grade when it's like, yes, I like I like pop punk. I like punk. I like rock music. This is it. And okay. then it, and then it just kind of like, you know, slowly formed and, and changed over the years into what I like now, which is kind of a mix of all those things. Uh, but for the for uh, for a while, it was huh? <laughs> I'm just going to listen to this, I guess. This I is get- what I like. I guess that that is pretty much true of like most kids that age. I feel like I feel like you do have like your favorites, like you like really know you like one thing, but then anything else, I feel like you can really be easily like swayed into liking mm-hmm, for depending sure on who your major influence is. Yeah, definitely. Um, did did you have anything similar where like you you started listening to things that were for 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 twenty twenty? Paul is very off brand. I mean, a, a teeny bit. Like I. The first music I really liked and like would listen to like on like my I had like a little cassette player that I had like my friends had CDs, but I couldn't afford the CDs. So they would lend me their CDs and I would record it onto a cassette tape. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. And then (laughs) I would play that in my little cassette Walkman. Um, And those were all Weird Al like albums like. My older brother had the food album and the TV album, both of those compilations um, from Weird Al. And so I had those and would listen to those often. And then I think I had a friend that got like running with scissors and poodle hat. Um, And then like as I got older, I could afford I like actually had some money so I could afford to buy CDs for myself. So I would buy Weird Al CDs and I got myself a a Walkman with a CD player. And yeah, did you get anti-skip? No, it wasn't anti-skip. So I had to be very gentle. (laughs) <laughs> and I couldn't take it walking around, even though it's a Walkman, because yeah, right? it would skip so much. So, but if we were on like a long, a long car trip, I could do that. But so I would listen to like Weird Al, and then I, I also actually had a friend who was really into country music. Um, and we would, he would, whenever I would hang out at his house, we would, and his dad would be driving us there. He would put on the country station, and we would listen to the country music. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, I like this. Um, until one time I was with my dad uh and we i think we were at blockbuster weirdly enough wow this story is very on on brand for this podcast <laughs> my dad and i were at blockbuster waiting for some reason we were out in the car and i was like can we turn the radio on and he was like sure what do you want to t- tune it to and i was like 103.4 or w- whatever and it 
he changed it. He tuned the dial to that, and it was the country station. And he just started laughing at me because <laughs> he was like, "This is terrible." Oh, that's funny. Which it probably was because early two thousands pop country, I imagine, is not very good. I think that lots of like original country, you know, from like the the fifties, the forties, fifties, until like even the nineties, I'd say, is very good. I think I think most alt country is good. Yeah. That that's that's pretty accurate, but most of what you would hear on the radio station is yeah not very good. Yeah, I the the radio station that I would listen to was one hundred six point three The Bear. Oh yeah, The Bear. Uh, um, which from what I can remember was just a lot of Brooks and Dunn and a lot of Josh Turner. You got old Garth in there. Uh. Yeah, so just like whatever, whatever was popular at the time, you got some Reba. Ooh, um, yeah, it was it was all right, but that was I would have been like oh, I don't know, like this this would have been somewhere between sixth through eighth grade. Um, and what what what's like a really like weird dissonant kind of kind of thing that I remember doing was so my my mom had like this this the small portable radio, mm-hmm. um. And I would I would like just use that and listen and listen to the radio through that because I could like take it into my room and then just listen to the radio because <laughs> the only other thing we had with the radio on it was just like a huge stereo. Sure. Um, like in the dining room or whatever. Uh, so what I would do was I, w- I would just listen to whatever, you know, it was, it was it was pretty much the one radio station I would listen to. Um, and I remember and I do the same thing now, but with my phone, uh, I would just like place it under my pillow and then just like listen to it and fall asleep. So I would just like listen to country music and then <laughs> on your way to on and just dreamland. Lull, on my way to dreamland, just lull myself to sleep. But I would also do the same thing when I would just like play video games. So I remember playing Fantasy Star Online one and two or whatever it was called uh, on the GameCube, which mm-hmm. is like it, which is like I, I don't really know how to describe it other than. I don't know. It's it's just like a very it's a very Japanese looking game where the, like, there's like anime girls, anime boys, robots. It's very sci-fi. Um, a lot of beeps and boops, a lot of holograms. Beeps and boops. Yep. A lot of all that stuff. So I'm playing this game, playing a big robot, shooting, shooting bigger robots and listening to country music in my room <laughs> during the summer, which is such like a weird dissonant thing to to think about. Just like listening to Josh Turner sing about his truck while I'm playing a video game as a robot. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird, like, yeah, Josh Turner never imagined some kid listening to his yeah. song while doing that. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm roaming the the fields or like this volcano or like doing whatever, shooting stuff with a gun, cutting things with my laser sword. And then here comes Amarillo sky where some guy <laughs> is talking about how his, his, his uh his farm is is beautiful (laughs) (laughs) he does have a beautiful beautiful farm doesn't he yeah something like that oh boy it's so weird that is that is that's just kids are just like really weird like that like (laughs) that's the kind of shit that i i really appreciate when you like see a kid doing something like that or which i guess you would never see that just walking around but you know what i mean yeah just like enjoying Enjoying things for the sake of enjoying it. Yeah, not like the not for any other reason that I like this and I'm going to do it. Yeah, definitely. It's very pure. Mm -hmm. Did you uh, did you explicitly listen to music? Because I like I I would buy CDs and I would 
have the radio on, but I would always be doing something else. And I still do that now where I always listen to music as kind of like a background thing. I don't think I've ever sat down, put on headphones and listened to. No, I have. And I think it was. um, uh, Oh, well, it was Weird Al's Linwood (laughs) album. I think I did it with that. (laughs) I think that's the only one that I can think of. Straight out of Linwood. Linwood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember when that album came out. I, I bought that like. I think the day it came out, probably. Um, I don't, as a kid, I don't think I did. Well, actually, I did have. So at one point, boy, I forgot about this. When would that have been? I would have, when I was in probably like third grade, I asked my parents for a CD player. I didn't have any CDs, but I wanted a CD player. And they got me a CD player and they also bought me. Um, like a kids sing the hits CD, which I at the time really liked. Okay. It wasn't kids bop. Okay. No, even better. Um, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is something that I just like have been searching for, for the last like week or two Mm -hmm. and like just trying to find whatever the song was so I can play it during the episode. Um, and I'm hoping that whatever this CD was, has this song. Was, was it kid? Was it just all kids singing? Yeah. Okay. Because when I looked up Kids Bop, because I think I had the first Kids Bop, there's uh-huh. like adults singing primarily, but then there's also like kids in the chorus. Did this CD that you're talking about have Joy to the World by Three Dog Night? I don't think so. Ah, damn it. Okay, no, this this was just like, just like, it was like Kids Bop, but it was all kids and it wasn't called Kids Bop. It was definitely like the cheaper knockoff version of it. But I remember there were two songs on it that I liked. I didn't like any of the other songs. And it was I'm a Believer, the monkey song, um, and uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. I think, oh, man, I I feel like I had this exact same CD because I think both of those songs were also on the CD. And I, I maybe maybe the Three Dog Night song was on there and I just didn't listen to it because I, I like want it. to find out what this CD is because I just remember, again, doing something i was playing mario sunshine uh in particular uh the first level of the the hotel where there's a giant manta a ghost manta ray that you have to like defeat mm-hmm. and i had like in my little cd player i had whatever cd this was and there's just some kid belting out and jeremiah was a bullfrog <laughs> see i i don't know if that was on there because i liked that song and I feel like I would have listened to it. Although maybe like some part of me at that point in my life, because I had heard the original, maybe I was like, this isn't as good as the original, which would be a weird thing for a kid to think. <laughs> but um, I, but I remember the cover was blue, like a blue background. And then it just said like kids sing the hits or whatever. Oh, and okay. like yellow or red writing. All I think right. it was blue, yellow and red color scheme. I'm fairly sure of that, but it was not kids bop. I'm 100% sure of that. Yeah, because I, I checked I checked the first kids bop like like CD that they put out because it's on Spotify mm-hmm. and I don't recognize most of the songs on there. I also don't it has like 26 songs on there and I remember this CD only having like 10. Yeah, that's how mine was, too. OK, OK. It's kind of crazy that we both probably had the same CD. <laughs> Yeah. That we listen to. And like different songs. And yeah. Yeah. I, I remember specifically what I would do is I would play, I think all star and, um, I'm a believer. Did I call it? I want to be a believer earlier. I think I might've, I, I don't think so. I think you were okay. Well, I don't know. 
I'm a believer in um, All Star. I think we're the first two songs on the CD. And so what I would do is I'd put it on my CD player and then I would like jump on my bed. (laughs) So I was, I was like, that was probably as close as I came as a kid to just like sitting down and listening to music other than like a long car ride. If it was a long car ride, I would just like sit there and listen to music for, you know, forever. Just my little Walkman cassette. Yeah, man. I want to, I really want to know what that seat and maybe it's still at my parents' house. I should probably ask and see if, that CD is sandwiched between uh, Celine Dion and, and John Sakata. Oh yeah, you should. I remember that mine, mine is definitely not there at my parents' house anymore because I, as, as a kid, I like couldn't keep my CD cases like from falling apart. Cause I guess <laughs> I would just drop them constantly. So I remember finding there were like just multiple pieces of that CD case just around my room. Oh my God. So like, there'd be like the back part of it with like the disc in it. Cause it has the little thing that like you click it into. And then there's the front that's just like gone. And then the booklet that was also the cover was just like in with my books for some reason. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But even now as an adult, I, I don't really sit down and listen to music. Well, I do. If it's like, if I find out that like one of my favorite artists, like if like Jeff Rosenstock or Antarctica Vespucci like releases like a single, I, I will sometimes just like pop in my headphones and like sit down and listen to it. Um, and yeah, I, I try to do that. Like I, the closest thing I probably get to it besides that is like when a new album comes out that I really want to listen to is I'll like when I'm taking my dog for a walk, I'll like play it on my headphones. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good time to do it. Yeah. You're not like, you're not preoccupied with something else. You know, you're just, you're just walking, Mm -hmm. you know, you can really kind of focus on what it is that you're listening to. Yeah. It's like, it's like going on a walk with my dog or like driving. That's like my prime, like music or even like podcast time because Mm -hmm, for sure, I'm not just like sitting there easily getting distracted by like my phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I can also um, be doing something and, and enjoy the music and really like pay attention. Yeah. Any, uh, any other early, early music listening memories you got? Um, well, so weirdly enough, one of my big influences was besides my older brother, um, who really got me into like Reliant K, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, I'm sure was, um, our, our friend Brendan, he and I would often talk on MSN messenger, Ooh, which I don't know if I brought that up yet on this, this podcast but it was a a thing that i used a lot wow i mean we didn't have phones so we weren't like texting Mm -hmm. and it seemed stupid to email each other you gotta get on that i am man yeah no you gotta get on instant messenger and so i remember that it had a function where you could send like one song like at a time Mm. and it it would take probably like 15 minutes to download (laughs) to like send it and to download it um but i remember that was like my intro into a few songs. And I remember, let's see, what songs did he send me first? I feel like I can remember them. One of them was a song by Daughtry. Oh, yeah. I loved Daughtry. That was during my country phase. Yeah, I I only ever had the one song and I don't even remember what song it is now. I bet if, bet if I looked through the Spotify, his Spotify account, I could. If it's on their first album, I bet it was track three. I don't remember the song, but I remember loving track three. Could have been. Um, and then the other one was a Maroon 5 song. Oh, I also really like Maroon 5. Yeah. Both of those are bands that now I cannot stand and I will actively search for something else to listen to or just straight up turn anything off if I have any control over the situation. 
but I remember really liking those. And yeah. I think it's because they were just like pop songs on the radio. Probably. Maroon 5 was super popular during that time, I bet. Yeah. Because I had, I had some, I had two, I think two or three Maroon 5 songs uh, on my MP3 player. And I would listen to those songs when I rode my bike to school. I don't remember which ones, which songs they were there. I don't know. It was just like the really popular ones during like the 2000s that they had. Hmm. But I would listen. I would pop my headphones in and bike to school, jamming out to Maroon 5. Wow. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know, kind of kind of moving backwards a bit because we do have we do have little little snippets of some of these songs. Oh, yeah. Um, So so moving back a little bit to to Taj Mahal, it's. This, I don't know, to me, this memory is just like, so like funny because, <laughs> because like I said, I would always be doing something else. So after a while of, you know, however many hundreds of hours of, of playing Super Smash Brothers Melee, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I get sick of the music and I kind of do that now where like, if I'm playing a game for so long, even though, the, even if the music is really good at some point, I'm just going to turn that down and I'm going to listen to something else, just like mm-hmm. a podcast or something. Sure. Um, so that's what I would do. I would I would turn on this Taj Mahal like CD mm-hmm. and I would either I, I I have distinct memories of listening to this CD playing Super Smash Brothers Melee um trying to get uh like an achievement to unlock Mewtwo. I think that's what it was, something like that. But I remember listening to this song when I was I was very whoa very specifically on the stage uh on it um i don't remember what i was doing but i just remember this song and on it and also listening to this song and many others on this album the best of taj mahal mm-hmm. uh while fishing in runescape whoa yeah so this is kind of like a dual a dual memory for me um but it here it is takes you back takes me back here it is this is leaving trunk by taj mahal It's just so funny to picture little Josh, like, listening to this while fishing in RuneScape. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> honestly, like, I could kind of see, yeah, like you playing like Smash Brothers doing something like this, but the fishing in RuneScape thing really just kills mm-hmm. me. This is definitely what he imagined when he was singing the song was you yep. as a, a middle schooler. That's pretty good, though. I mean, I mean, as far as like kid music taste goes, that's up. That's got to be like some of the highest. I got to thank Arthur for that. Yeah. And that that one episode that that he was on. But like, you also really like like architecture by Frank Gehry. And I wouldn't say I liked it, but I Yo-Yo knew about Ma, it. Maybe I didn't know about it, though. So did I'll you listen to Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma was on Arthur. I have listened to I think I did listen to a couple things by Yo-Yo Ma, but I was like, not my not my style. Not your not your speed. Taj Mahal. Definitely my speed, though. The thing is that I remember. I remember being in Borders thinking like, I'm going to buy my first CD ever and like wasn't sure what to get. And I was like, but I have to buy a CD today. You have to get one. I have to get one. Today's the only day I can ever buy a CD and I have to buy one. And I remember just like looking through and just thinking like, I don't really know who makes music. (laughs) I just remember thinking like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what I like. And I got to like 
you know, I'm, I'm like looking through alphabetically, just like, I don't know who any of these people are. And then I see like, wait a minute. I know this name from Arthur. I recognize oh, so you were, you were going, you took you a while. It took me a while. I remember just like, I, I mean, just in general, I would spend a lot of time at borders just cause it was fun, but I just, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know any, like I didn't know music, but that was just like the one thing I recognized. I was like, this is, this is it. This is going to be the one that I'm going to buy. I don't know which album to get greatest hits. Probably got some good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. So I bought it. Wow. How much was it? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know, like 11, $12. Oh, that's pretty, pretty high price for a kid. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, I, it was, but thinking back, eh, not that bad. No, a, not that bad of a price overall. Pretty reasonable. But I mean, also listening to that song now and like listening to a lot of those other songs now, they're pretty good. I, I will still listen to those songs. Probably won't seek them out, but if, I don't know, who knows after this, maybe I will, maybe we'll put them on a playlist or something. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah, but I don't know, just very strange. But another, another, uh, during the same time of just like music discovery, um, my mom also had a CD that was entitled uh, Smooth Jazz, The Originals, Volume 1. Ooh, ooh, The Originals. Yeah, of which I also would pop in that CD. This one, I, this one is more specifically uh, RuneScape oriented, where oh, okay. I would, you know, instead of listening to uh yesteryear or instead of listening to sea shanty uh i would instead turn that off turn that shit off pop in shit out of my pop in smooth jazz volume one (laughs) into the old cd player Mm -hmm. um which eventually i got a new one that had anti-skip even though it didn't matter because it's on a desk yeah you're not like stomping around i'm not moving anywhere um yeah so i remember listening to this cd while playing uh runescape and also metroid prime 2 echoes there are some songs on here that i do remember like going through one of the like the second or third level in that game um again just a very weird taste just like especially thinking about like listening to smooth jazz while also playing metroid which is just like for those that don't know just like a very sci-fi uh oriented game um not very incongruent like you wouldn't you wouldn't really pair those two things together but in terms of RuneScape, listening to this CD, I very specifically me- remember having my being a member like the, the the one month ever that my parents paid for for a membership. Uh, this was Fishing and Catherby, like the like one of the very first like members areas that you can access. And I think oh, it's I was still never is. a member, so I Ooh. wouldn't know. This is this is and it's still to this day, whenever I log back in the RuneScape, people are still always here, like grinding out like their fishing levels. Um, but this is She Likes to Watch by the Rippingtons. Oh, oh this is a lot steamier than I thought it was going to be. This is the perfect music to fish to. <laughs> this is like, wow, this is way hornier than I imagined i was imagining like yeah i don't know i don't know what i was imagining but it was not not this no oh that's really good (laughs) that's great i really like that yeah it's just like one of those weird things where like i just these 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 are like the songs that i have access to so I guess this is what I'll listen to, and I guess I like it. That that album was really good, by the way. 
I really smooth jazz. The smooth jazz, the originals, volume one. Linus and Lucy is on it. Really? Yeah, by David Benoit. Like a nice, a nice jazz arrangement of Linus and Lucy. Wow, that song. Honestly, when I think of original jazz, I don't think of (laughs) songs like that. But I'm no uh, jazz aficionado, so yeah, no jazz head. I'm not a jazz head. (laughs) I'm not jazzing all over the place. Those are like some of my earliest memories of like listening to music and just like sitting in front of my parents. Oh, what was it? It was just like a, I think it was an HP lap or HP desktop. Really bad. Mm-hmm. I like it. It took me so long to realize. And I didn't realize this until way later when I started learning about really what how like computers are constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, that like because I, I could never make a mix CD ever. And the reason is, is that our computer, like the, the CD drive was read only. Oh, yeah. It didn't have a it didn't have write capabilities. Yeah, and that, I, that's I, how mine was, too. And I never knew that you needed both. I was like, why can't I? I want to make a CD. Like yeah. Everyone. Everyone's making like like mix CDs and whatever. It's like, or like I, burning CDs. Yeah. It's like, like what? I can't do this shit. I remember when we finally got the program that allowed us to do that. And we had to install a second disc drive. I, which whoa i'm actually very impressed now that i think about it that my it must have been my older brother who did more of it than my dad but like we we had the old family desktop that we'd had for probably like eight years at that point and somehow we installed a a drive that you could like put a blank cd in and then burn a cd and it was really amazing for a while and wow yeah my older brother taught me how to do it and you just take that shit for granted now yeah just now every Back then, you needed two drives. Back then, you had a disk drive. My new computer doesn't. Oh, that's also a good point. I can't make a burn CD if I want to. Yeah. I can make a Spotify playlist. That's about it. Same thing. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Wow. I guess, like, pretty much pretty much after, after like, this whole blues and, and jazz and country music kind of, like, amorphous state, uh, one of my, like, my best friend growing up, uh, pretty much like from from preschool up through like high school where we just kind of like started, you know, as as things happen throughout throughout time, we, you know, went our separate ways and kind of like lost contact Um, which I've been trying to like get back into contact with him. I cannot find him. He does not exist on the Internet, Whoa. which is really weird to think about thinking about like all like the video games and like computer stuff that like we did together mm-hmm. that he just like I can't find him on the Internet very strange but the only reason that we were friends like in the very first place like since preschool is because we both had the same name oh he, he's also he was josh. the other josh in he's class also josh king Watyra. yep there were two of us <laughs> um but at, at a certain point he like started listening to pop punk mm-hmm. um and like punk music in general and so i i started like getting into it like i started getting into green day um oh, yeah. i remember be i remember going to borders and like like back then they had like little kiosks you could scan the CD and if there was a, like a preview for it you could listen to you could listen to the songs mm-hmm. to make sure you wanted to buy it so i would like scan dookie and just like just listen to that stand there listening to dookie and then yep. just like no intention of buying it but just you want to listen to it yep well I, like i didn't have like i didn't have money so i couldn't buy it i also don't think my mom would let me buy a green day cd it's got that explicit tag on the front even though she would call me over to the radio whenever um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams was playing because I love that song. Oh, yeah. I remember really liking that song for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably because it was going to be clean. Yeah. Because I know American Idiot was the first Green Day album I heard. Was that the first one you heard or did you? Would, 
what was that the was the first one? one that I heard. And then it's the that, kind of thing yeah. where like you're learning about stuff and you're not sure the order in which like mm. albums come out. So like I would see like I would see American Idiot. Um, I would see I would see Dookie. I would see what's the one with like the yellow sticker on it? Nimrod. Nimrod. I would see those like I don't know. I like which ones are good, which one like just like being really confused about it. So I would just like scan, scan it and just like listen like, yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. I remember like like be which is kind of like a weird thing like kind of to to like separate myself from like if you if you were in like like a like a bookstore or whatever it's just kind of like funny to see like some kid with headphones on that's too big and maybe the music's a little too loud and you can kind of hear like a long view playing out of it yeah. <laughs> or he just sings about masturbating a little bit yeah it's pretty funny yeah I I remember around that same same time I I got reacquainted with my who would somebody who would become my best friend in um high school and she like was super into was like had like already kind of like dived into like punk music so like things like green day some 41 blink 182 um she like really like opened my eyes to a lot of that stuff and like just what i was was always like talking about it was like have you listened to this have you listened to this have you listened to this and would like always lend me albums and stuff and at first I was kind of lukewarm on it. I was kind of like, oh, I haven't heard that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. But then I, I, as I like heard stuff that she was listening to and I would put it on my own iTunes library and, and listen to it. And I started to get more and more into that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it definitely started with like hearing American Idiot in like 2004 on the radio a little bit. Um, and then my older brother had the full album. So I remember him playing it and feeling really scandalized by the fact that they say fuck in like the, just in like the first track in American idiot, (laughs) they say like my fuck America or whatever. And I remember being like, Whoa. Um, did did your, no, knowing your parents, did they know he bought this album? Did they care? Did you have to keep it a secret? They knew he had it. It was just like in our seat, in our family CDs and he was playing it on our family CD player. But what what they did not like was that he was singing along with it <laughs> one time in front of me and I told on him. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really get in trouble. They just were like, you shouldn't say fuck. But I mean, he would have been like 16 or 17 at the time. Oh, OK. So he was he was quite a bit older than I was. But um, he also had a lot of like Reliant K that he would listen to. And I remember him drive, driving me to school and as he dr- would drive me to school, he would be like playing um, two lefts, don't make a right, but three do or whatever that album is called. That I think that that. Yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah. Um, so I remember him playing like that album a lot. And like that was kind of how I got into like my own like pop punk kind of phase. And then, yeah, like moving away from the Christian rock area into like more like, yeah, Blink-182 and some 41 and stuff like that. And. And I think that was around the same time that I got my first iPod. I like suddenly, I think I saved up a bunch of money from like mowing lawns and from my birthday. And I bought an iPod classic video and it was like 50 gigabytes. Whoa, dang. Yeah. And I was huge. Yeah. I was like, all right, I got to load this thing up with some music and a movie. And I, (laughs) I don't think I ever got any movies because I, I don't know how I fucked it up, but I broke the iPod, like the headphone jack. Oh no. And so it would only ever play out of one side. Oh no. Yeah. And I had just gotten like some nicer headphones too, Dang. which was really annoying. Wow. I never had an iPod. I had a Zune. 
Oh, you were a Zune kid. I was a Zune kid because 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 uh, my friend Josh also got a Zune. I was like, fuck, that's cool. So I got to get a Zune now. And then I got a Zune. I don't know, like in, in June, I went back to visit my parents and I found my old Zune and I think I brought it back with me. So it's somewhere in here. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know where the cable is, so I can't like <laughs> charge it and turn it on. Yeah. Because that would have been a perfect like I'm going to look through this device that I had mm-hmm. through like from like eighth through eighth grade through 12th grade. And just like it would have just had all the music that I listened to. Um, eventually, I got an iPod. I got an iPod in college. When they were like phase, starting to phase out the iPod Classic. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Because it was like $130 to get the 250 gig iPod. I was like, okay, that's great. That's more than, that's more storage than like what my phone has. Mm-hmm. Those dur- during the days when you would carry two devices in your pocket. Yeah, that is kind of wild actually to think like you would have an iPod and a cell phone just taking up space. Yeah. And then I lost that iPod on uh, Mount Sentinel. I remember that. Yep. I spent like, I spent, because I, I was like, I'm done with my hike. I'm going to go back home. And then I spent like another 90 minutes just like going up and down the trail again, looking to see where like I dropped it. Never found it. What a bummer. Were you like list when? Okay. So when you lost it, were you like listening to music and nope. then it like fell out? Okay. So you had paused it. And I then- had paused because I like I had been listening to music. Like I, I kind of want to just have nothing. Just listen to like, you know, nature. So I took my headphones out. And I wasn't listening to anything. So I didn't notice that at some point it like fell out of my pocket and like, and I unplugged out of like my headphones or whatever. Like I just didn't notice because it must've been at a point during like a slope that I was kind of like half jogging down. So like, I wouldn't have noticed it pull out of my headphones. I wouldn't notice it fall out of my pocket. Yeah. So dang, that sucks. Yep. But I got my zoom back. So everything's fine. Yeah. You can zoom it up, baby. I feel like, I feel like Reliant K was everyone's like gateway into pop punk, it which is kind of funny. Yeah, it certainly feels like that. Well, I mean, honestly, they they do a pretty good job as pop punk. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people that I that I know that would end up listening to like I don't know like like other. I, I guess I, I have a playlist that I that I put together, but like they would end up listening to like Panic at the Disco and My Chemical Romance and and like you know all those. All those kinds of all those kinds of music, I feel like a lot of them started off listening to Reliant K because mm-hmm. that's because uh, it's Christian. This yeah. is fine; you can listen to it. Yeah, your parents will buy a CDs of it mm-hmm. and, and enjoy it. Yeah, both both Paul and I have a have a Reliant K song. Uh, a little clip for this ep. Yeah. Do you have any? We'll start with yours. Yours is uh, Sadie Hawkins' dance. Do you have any particular reason that you wanted to play this one? Uh, well, it wasn't. It's not even from like the first album of theirs that I really got into because this is from the Anatomy of Tongue in Cheek. Is that not their first one? I guess they had a, would have had a self-titled. Yeah, they first. had a self-titled one. Um, but the first one I listened to of theirs was um, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right or Two Wrongs Don't Make a Right. I think I it's Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but Three Do. Okay, that, that sounds right. Uh, that was the first one I had heard and really listened to. But this one, um, Sadie Hawkins Dance, always like, I remember specifically listening to it in like middle school and thinking this is what high school is going to be like. (laughs) And like, it was like really exciting to me. And I was like, kind of like learning like, Oh yeah, like that would be cool. I'd like to be like this kind of guy in the song. Who's like, who girls think he's like smart and like funny and stuff like that. And he's just barely not getting beat up by the quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. And it, you should just play it because I'm just going to back. All right. About yeah. It. Let's, let's just have, let's have a little, a little listen to Sadie Hawkins dance. God, he really does sound like a big dork in this song, though. Also, I so they were definitely like adults when they wrote that song. They would have, I imagine they would have been like early 20s. So it's just weird to think about somebody in their early 20s singing about a high school dance. Like that just (laughs) seems so weird and wrong. And I know that like there wouldn't be any high school bands who could perform that well, most likely. It was also probably just like a recent, recent, I don't know. Yeah. It's a recent thing. It 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 is kind of weird. It's just a little bit weird, but you know, I loved it. I still listen to it occasionally. I, yeah, I still will turn on the old shuffle on Reliant K and see what's see what's old, see what's new. Mm-hmm. I think the most recent album that I've listened to, and they've maybe even had one since, released in like 2018 or whatever. It's Air for Free. Oh, I yeah. listened to that. I listened to, I've listened to some of their newer stuff, and it's still like, yeah, this is still pretty good. Um, but the track that I have, which I think is probably, I don't know, it might be their most popular song, is uh, Be My Escape. From, oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it, is, it, is it track one? I think it's track one. I think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm was a that was a good one. That was that was a good one. Oh man, not too long, like a few years ago, they were having uh, like a them and Switchfoot both were touring together for like mm-hmm's ten year anniversary, and I oh, yeah. want I really wanted to go. That would have been fun. I see never, that. That would have really so got fun. into Switchfoot. Like I, I had some of their albums on my iTunes because my older brother had a bunch of it, but it just. I, I, it was, I probably found out about it just barely too late. And so I was like, well, I like Rolling K, but I don't know. I'd I really it. liked Switchfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Switchfoot. Uh, I think, I think that the whole album was called Oh Gravity, but they had definitely, they had a, the title track for sure uh, was really, I really liked that song. And that I distinctly remember being in 10th grade and being in like some sort of computer skills class, like, all right, we're going to learn how to use Microsoft Word. And I'm like, ah, fuck this. And just listening to Switchfoot and just like, all right, I'm done with this assignment. It took 10 minutes because it's Microsoft Word. Wait, how are you listening to it? Did they let you play your iPod in that class? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Because it's also like... We were not allowed to do that. It was the most uninvolved class I think I had ever been in because like, like, like the teacher just took parts of like this workbook that was like, here's how to use Microsoft Word. And they, they were like, they were pretty much assignments that would have been taken from like a four dummies book where it's like, do this. Okay. Now see this click here. All right. Now that you've clicked here, type in this word. <laughs> now highlight the word and turn to 36 size. And it's like, it's that kind of thing mm-hmm. where like, there is no involvement from the teacher. She was just like, all right, here's this thing. If you need help, raise your hand. I'll come help you. Other than that, just like put in my headphones, listen to music. I'm done oh. with the assignment. Now, what do I do? But that I, re- I remember being in that room listening to to Oh Gravity and also uh, some Reliant K, such as Be My Escape. We'll bring it back to this. We'll swing it back around. OK, um, but I imagine that for some people that maybe have not listened to Reliant K in a while, this is probably going to be a little bit of a trip. That opening is very iconic. Yep. 
one of the first uh, music videos that I watched. Oh, is this the one where like the house is shrinking or yep. something? Okay. It is. Oh, and then the alternating and the sides of the headphones. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing like a, a clip of them or maybe it's in the music video, but uh, I remember the first time noticing that there's a piano, like a full size mm, piano that mm -hmm. they were playing. And I really respect that, honestly, because that's a pain in the ass to move around like that. Well, they had the budget. True. So, yeah. Wow. A lot of Reliant, a lot of Reliant K. Yeah. Because one of my one of my friends uh, growing up, he would have been my most Christian friend. <laughs> uh -huh. um, like. Uh, yeah, because when I when I would go to other friends' houses, I don't remember there really ever being like any any religious like things on the wall or whatever. But like you go to his house and there's a picture of Jesus, there's a crucifix, mm -hmm. you know, there's like it's it's not like it's not overt, you know, where it's like these are our only decorations are of Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. But you do you you get the idea, you know. Yeah, that's like how my parents are. There's, mm -hmm. there's like a cross on the wall. Yeah, it's like them. it's like, you know, like I know that he went to church, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, he liked Reliant K and he liked Switchfoot. And then that's kind of how I like that's that's how I got into Reliant K and started listening to their music. Uh, so we've talked about Switchfoot and Reliant K. You ever listen to Cutlass? Uh, I rem I have, but I not like not like actually listen to them. I think similarly, I would like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Scan it at Borders and then check it out. Um, yeah, I just remember the name. I don't really have any strong memories of of the band. Yeah, I, I don't really either. But that was another one that my older brother liked and I, I never got into. Yeah, I uh, I did. I did like Thousand Foot Crutch. Oh, that's another one. I never I never listened to them. I, I really only liked a couple of their songs, but they did come to Kalispell. Oh, wow. Yeah. They went to <laughs> They went to Kalispell? They went to Kalispell and I I was like, "Oh yeah, a Thousand Foot Crutch. That's like a real band. I want to go see them." I didn't go see them. You didn't go see them? Wow. I they would have played at the Majestic Valley Arena, which is not a stadium. It's like a place for rodeos. Oh yeah, that was where I think weirdly enough Papa Roach played uh in Helena at the huh. fairgrounds. Like so the I fairgrounds. I can't imagine like how that would have been set up. There would have been a stage and was everyone just standing in the dirt? <laughs> like probably, honestly. Like, that's kind of how I'm imagining it is that everyone is just like at the end is just covered in dust. I don't know. Pro honestly, yeah. That's, <laughs> who knows? That's a month. That's like a Montana show for you, especially in like the early 2000s. Yeah, for sure. When there's, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, yeah, you might get like some bands like that co and it, like any like sit down concert would be different than that. But yeah, mm -hmm. any, any like band that like we think of as like a show now for like young people. Would, yeah. Yeah. You just probably get dirty and be standing in mud. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how that was set up because I didn't go, but whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't go to any shows at the fairgrounds in Helena. I did go to a show. So what was the first concert you did go to? My first concert was Weird Al in bozeman in eighth grade man every time you mention that i really wish i was like i don't know i want to i just want to see weird al that sounds so cool it like, was a great show and it was like to see weird al yeah right as i was kind of like it couldn't have come at a better time because i like still like knew like probably like all the words to all the songs of his that i liked and it was like just before i really got into like punk music instead and so it was it was just like a great a great send-off to my 
years of only listening to pretty much Weird Al. And then nice capstone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was and it was a great show. He liked it. Costume changes. Yeah. Performed so well. And it was awesome. Wow. Uh, Well, seeing as how Cal Spell is not, you know, a center for any sort of entertainment. um, I didn't go see. And that mixed with me not really knowing what kind of music I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see a concert until after graduating high school. Wow. Um, and it was here in Missoula. I saw the Decemberists. Oh, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. And I still have the shirt that I bought when I saw that show. Wow. Yeah. That's a good group to go see. Mm-hmm. And I, then I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I had seen any other, any other concerts, but I do remember in elementary school, um, some sort of music group or I don't know, some, someone played music, uh, during like an assembly. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, like for the first time in my entire life feeling like the kick drum when it's mic'd up and you can like, you know, you, you physically feel the sound waves hit you. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, what is this? What is that? That's pretty cool. That is really cool. It's a good feeling. I was just getting all nostalgic for uh, in high school. I I was in a punk band that we started in like eighth grade and we started off pretty bad. And then we we just practiced a lot because um, there was nothing else to do in in Helena growing up. Like there's no almost no activities for young people. Um, so for about two years, we practiced like every day and we got like I, I wouldn't say we were good, but we got pretty like tight like nice. with our, our with our group. And like we released, you know, quote unquote, released a bunch of albums that were just songs we burned onto multiple CDs and then would try to sell them, but mostly just give them away to our friends. Um, But that also like fueled like like listening to more music and like getting deeper and deeper into like kind of went from me being just in like pop punk to like more like punk rock and like folk punk and like even some like crust punk just like <laughs> all sorts of like like classic punk from the 80s and 90s and then um yeah just like kind of like all over the map some like screamo stuff um but like what i remember really like kind of like getting me into the to the lifestyle which i really <laughs> didn't lead because i was still a pretty dorky kid um was some 41's fat lip I remember like thinking like that song was like so cool and like also like kind of like me being like, yeah, I'm not like a nice kid like in Reliant K. I'm like a I'm a bad kid. Yeah, I'm a punk kid from Fat Lip. I I remember listening to Fat Lip like I think the first time was my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Just like thinking like, whoa, music can sound like this. Yeah, this is cool. And they can sing about. A, well, I'll if we just pull it up, I'll <laughs> I'll talk about it. afterward. All right. Oh, that's such a good build. It is. God, this song is like really douchey. Like, it is like <laughs> so just like they're such assholes. I the, a few times now you have said as a kid and I just think of that one part in that song when he oh. says as a kid. 
What, what is what are the other leagues? Is a kid on a skid? I don't know because I after after having played Splatoon for a while, uh, which is a video game where you play as a squid kid. <laughs> in my head, it goes as a kid was a squid. <laughs> so I don't actually know. I don't actually know what the lyrics are at this point. I just hear as a as a kid was a squid. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, sure. But while you're looking that up, yeah, the first time that I had listened to some 41. Would have been would have been either this song or the hell song, and it would have been in ninth grade, because um, maybe, maybe kind of kind of similarly um, to to your trajectory, uh, the uh, one of my like first friends in high school that wasn't like like my like a new friend, like someone I had never met before, you know, went to a different school, that whole kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat next to him uh in the our very first class which was biology honors biology in ninth grade honors yeah uh didn't learn shit um but we sat next to each other because you know alphabetized seating chart and i remember he i remember looking over and like what what's he what's he what's he writing and he was drawing kakashi from naruto and i was like wait a minute this kid knows anime oh shit uh, and so we just kind of like started being friends from there. Um, he, I, I would, I would say that he was your, uh, pretty typical, uh, emo kid. He had long hair. He had the fringe, always wore skinny jeans and black vans and had a band shirt, a different band shirt every day of the week. Wow. Um, always probably something from like warped Two or something like that. Uh, I remember he would have, he had like an under oath shirt. He had a rise against shirt. He had a slipknot shirt. Uh, yeah, like, like that kind of thing. Um, and I, that's how I started listening to a lot of those, a lot of those bands too. So you find it on his shirt and then, yeah, I was like, what is this? And I'll like go home and I'll like, all right, who was under oath? Um, so I had, I had like a very short lived, like screamo phase. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was friends with him. Yeah. I think I, I went through something similar, mm-hmm. but then that's also when I learned about some like other pop punk stuff. Um, I re- somewhat recently I watched like a documentary about Slipknot. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Just because it showed up, I was like, oh, I don't know. Because their their whole ethos to me is really interesting. Like like the costumes that they wear, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll check this out. I listened to them somewhat tangentially um, throughout high school, and just watching that documentary, I just couldn't help but picture in my head that classroom. Like the entire time, I'm just thinking of. Whoa. That one single classroom, because that's where I learned about what Slipknot was. Mm-hmm. It's just really I, interesting, like those like sense memories, I guess. I always get Slipknot and Disturbed mixed up. Oh, I, you also had a Disturbed shirt. Yeah, I always, I I always have like even back then and to this day, I pr- I'm pretty sure Slipknot wears the masks. Slipknot wears the masks, and Disturbed had the bodies hit the floor. I think. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that song sounds familiar. But honestly, like still picturing them, like whenever I picture Disturbed, I think of Slipknot still. So I don't think anyone would blame you. I'm sure some angry metalhead <laughs> would, but that's a good point. Somebody who's weirdly going to die on the hill of Slipknot and Disturbed in 2020, which I feel like is not many people, but there's probably a few. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Uh, did you find out what the lyrics were to oh, uh, as a kid was a skid? I don't know what that means. No one knew me by name. I trashed my own house, house party because nobody, nobody came, came. Uh, in high school. And I, I, I've been thinking about this regularly for some reason, but uh, in high school, ninth grade, um, looking back, we had a cool English teacher. Mm-hmm. 
I think also everyone assumed I never I never got confirmation of this. Everyone just assumed that he liked to get high. He just he just had that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also probably like 24, uh, 24, 20. He was like he was young, our age or younger when when he when he was teaching us. Wow. Um, but he uh, he gave us an assignment. He gave us an assignment where he we, we were to take a song and we were to rewrite the lyrics, but we needed to rewrite the euphemisms in like proper English. Hmm. Which I thought was a really looking back like that's a pretty cool assignment because yeah, it's that like is, that's really interesting. It's it's relating like what you know you kids in your music whatever the hell you listen. You we kids. also we also knew he was cool because he would when we we would have like independent assignments he would play Modest Mouse so like oh yeah fuck oh, yeah okay you're cool. Um, so he was probably actually cool at the time. Yeah, he had like, and I think he had like some concert posters like in his classroom. Um, so he was pretty cool. Uh, and he had he had this assignment where like all right pick a song that you like. And then your assignment is to rewrite the lyrics, but remove the euphemisms and just replace them. And I remember having such a hard time with this assignment because I was still trying to figure out what music I liked. Uh huh. And I just couldn't pick a song. <laughs> and I also didn't really know what a euphemism was. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I made this song way harder for myself or made this assignment way harder for myself because the song that I picked uh, was a Reliant K song. Uh-huh. And it was Deathbed. <laughs> Because I figured, like, there's probably a lot of euphemisms in this. But also, this is a 10-minute song. Yeah, that's so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet I, I looked like a huge fucking nerd <laughs> to my teacher. You picked the Christian rock band. I picked the Christian rock band and made it. The longest, the, saddest song. Yeah. I think about that. I think about that and one other music-related memory. Like, I got a lot of, like, music assignments in high school, I guess. Because there was another one where... We had to take the Shakespeare play mm-hmm. and I, I hated this assignment. I thinking back, I was like, this assignment was the worst assignment I think I've ever been given. Um, cause it was also a group project, whatever reason, of course, as per usual, uh, I got stuck with the shit kids. <laughs> I like to imagine that that's like this gang that goes around. <laughs> we the shit kids. We're covered in shit all the time. Um, for some reason <laughs> they have Cockney accents. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't deny it. Um, but the assignment was to take like part of this shakes. I think it was Shakespeare. Um, we were each, we were each given like a portion of, of, uh, an act in the Shakespeare play and we were to reenact it without words, but using song lyrics. Oh, that sounds, I would hate that too. I didn't realize that it was song lyrics. (laughs) And on top of this, it's also like, I don't know what the popular songs are. Mm-hmm. So what I did instead was I, I took it a step further and I took, I like read what the parts were and I, I took it in a more atmospheric direction. And because I didn't know what songs were, the songs I picked were like video game, like background music that I felt fit the theme. <laughs> and of course I'm the only one doing this because the other kids aren't doing any work. Mm-hmm. The bottleneck of this was we had to like burn it onto a CD and I didn't have a CD burner. Oh, yeah. So this act, this assignment prompted my parents to upgrade their computer and buy a new one. Wow. This is the only good thing that came out of this assignment <laughs> was that my parents finally got a new laptop um, or got a new computer that was a laptop that had a CD burner that I could make this assignment, make it make this CD for this assignment with. Mm-hmm. First time using Audacity. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hated that assignment. Yeah, that sounds like a thing. Because everyone was really confused about what was going on in our part of like 
this reenactment because there's no words and this is all music from a video game that literally no one none of them have played so everybody else was like saying things and getting up there and doing a part and you all just went and like pressed play and then yeah and then sat there and here's the thing is that i didn't realize like oh having words in the song would have been a good idea (laughs) until other people started playing their music like wait a minute what Oh, so they were all just playing it off a CD. They weren't like saying the lyrics or anything. Yeah, it was all it was all off a CD. Weird assignment. It was a weird assignment, and I I hated it because when I realized like, oh wait a minute, these should have been like popular songs that people listen to with lyrics, (laughs) and like I'm just like I'm just feeling just like anxiety building up. Just like everyone's gonna make fun of me and think (laughs) I'm a dummy. (laughs) I mean. That is pretty dumb. <laughs> it is. It is. It is very dumb. And I. Uh, that's really funny, though. Did you get a good grade on it? I don't remember. I don't remember anything that happened in that classroom. I mean, honestly, that's not that dumb. What's dumb is that the teacher had that as an assignment. Because best case scenario, I feel like you're going to have people like li- waiting to just they'll just like play the track and then be like, wait, wait. Oh, well, you, you, were, you were supposed to cut the music in time. Jesus, really? Yeah. Wow, that is a lot of work for mm-hmm. what in high school? Yeah, I, I would have been in eleventh grade. Eleventh grade. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed that you were able to like cut the music. Then that's not dumb. That assignment sounds terrible, though. Yeah, I would have hated that. There's a there there that class had a lot of non traditional assignments. Was that English class? It wasn't. It was for an English credit. It was theater and literature. Oh. Wow, that yeah. is pretty wild, mm-hmm. especially with not providing you with the technology to burn the CD and stuff. That's insane. I mean, technically, we did have the technology because uh, my high school, to give context, was is is the brand new high school. Oh, sure. Um, so like on top of on top of that, like it's new, new hardware, new equipment. So I could have gone to the library where there were a bunch of brand new iMacs. Oh, and burned a CD there. Yeah. But I was too shy to ask the librarian to use the computer. <laughs> so instead, I told my parents, we need a new computer so I could do it at home. <laughs> wow. Uh, Biggest con of my life. I'm surprised that worked knowing knowing about your parents. Um, what was I going to say? Uh that same when I was in 11th grade, we had a propaganda unit in our English class and I literally we had gone to Goodwill like a week before and had found an old school like VHS camcorder, like one of the big ones that just like went straight onto a, Ooh, a big VHS. Whoa. Tape. And like I bought it because I was like 10 bucks. Hell yeah, I'll buy this with my, you know, like $50 to my name. Sure. <laughs> And so I bought it and we made a propaganda video (laughs) using VHS technology. Like we were just like filming it. We like literally put up like a backdrop of like pieces of paper that we had taped together and like taped it to the wall and then like filmed us and would just like edit it by like starting and stopping and rewinding at like the right spot. Yeah. Wow. It's just funny to imagine me doing that on a old, old, old VHS tape (laughs) and you guys have to like cut together like tracks in audacity. Like that's just so wild to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious how everyone else did it. Cause like that, that knowing how to do that for like an 11th grader is not common knowledge. No, I couldn't do it. So I'm curious how anyone else like got around to like 
completing this assignment. It's, I don't know, it's, it's beyond me. And I'm, we should have an episode about high school assignments that we had to do. Yeah, that would be fun. Cause I'm thinking, I'm just like remembering of a lot of weird things I had to do for like social studies classes. Yeah. Well, any other, uh, any other memories you got about your music? Um, no, nothing really. I also really have to go pee. So you want to go pee? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Are you going to stop or are you just going to keep talking? <laughs> I might keep talking. Who knows? Okay. Who knows what I have to say? Don't talk shit. I've got alone time. No Paul. I can unfiltered. I can say whatever the hell that I want. I just wasted 10 seconds of your life. Any, uh, you got any final thoughts or is that pretty much it for you? No, I'd say that pretty much covers my most formative years listening to music. I think, yeah, getting getting later after that, I start to get in kind of like what I truly now think of as some of my favorite um, artists and stuff like that, like Josh Ritter, Bomb the Music Industry. Um, things that I still, to this day, would be like, yeah, I really like that music and it means a lot to me and I genuinely believe in a lot of the things it stands for. If it makes, if that makes sense, you know, whereas opposed to like listening to fat lip and being like, yeah, this song still makes me feel good, but also they're just like such assholes, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's not really necessarily stuff I can actually relate to. Yeah, for sure. And there's also, I think a bunch, I don't know, maybe, maybe later down the road, we can kind of maybe expand more on this. Cause there's definitely like, I looked at my playlist and there's a bunch of stuff I still haven't talked about, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know, maybe we can squeeze more out of this topic, but. Oh, definitely. It'd be fun to have other folks on too. Oh, for sure. That their, that's actually really good. That's stories. a good point. Yeah, hear mm-hmm. what other people listen to. Uh, if they have any like see if anyone else listens to smooth jazz while playing RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess with that, uh, Paul, I have a segment for us. Ooh, a segment. I've got an end of show segment. Um, working title so far. Working title and also uh working uh music transition. But I am right now going to call this Distant memories. Whoa. Uh, this is pretty much a segment in which you or I uh, just share a memory that we cannot make a full episode out of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, or a topic or something. Um, this relates a little bit to uh, the theater as literature class I was talking to earlier. Mm-hmm. So my memory for the episode uh, is when I once turned in a plant. For my assignment. That's it. Wait, I, uh, wait. Can can you shed some more context yes. into this? So the the thing that I remember, I don't remember what the assignment was, what we <laughs> had to do, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just remember that I had read uh, the play version of A Raisin in the Sun, and I don't I I don't remember what that is. I don't remember what it is about either. <laughs> a raisin. I think it ended up being a movie. Maybe there was a screenplay version of it, but there definitely mm. was. Well, you know what? I'm just going to look this up. Yeah. And make sure that maybe there. Yes. Raisin in the Sun is a play by Lorraine Hansberry and debuted on Broadway in 1959. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I was assigned this or if I just chose it. I don't remember. Uh, and I don't remember what the assignment was. What I do remember is that uh, a plant had some sort of significance metaphorical significance in the play i believe Mm -hmm. so my idea 
was to turn in a plant for the episode. And on each leaf of the plant, I don't know why I decided to do this. I think it was also because I was really jaded about that class. And I was like, I hate doing this. And this Mm -hmm. is dumb and a waste of my time. So what I did was I took on like pieces of paper or note cards or something. uh, I wrote down like significant like plot points or significant moments in the play. Mm -hmm. And I somehow related the leaves of the plant to certain events that branched out from the main plot of the plant. Like this was just like high school galaxy brain, like, like kind of completing an assignment. Mm -hmm. Um, in maybe sort of like a malicious compliance kind of way. <laughs> like um, you were like, so you were like, oh yeah, this is, I'm really like going to get them. Yeah. Like you're like something, show it to your teacher or some, something. But, yeah. But it was also like, this was also a teacher that I liked <laughs> and she also was cool with just like do whatever the fuck you want, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, so I took these pieces of paper and I couldn't figure out a way to affix them to the leaves. So I remember, taking a paperclip and not using the paperclip in a way that you should be using a paperclip, which is the normal way. (laughs) I took apart the paper. I like, I bent out a little bit of it and I pierced it through the paper (laughs) and I also pierced it through the leaf of the plant. (laughs) I don't remember if that was because there was just like a weird structural thing that required me to do it or if there was any other significance to just puncturing a leaf on a plant. (laughs) Um, but that was my assignment and I turned it in and I think I got an A. Wow. Good job. That is a strange thing. It, it, it relates all the way to, uh, art school where you can have bullshit, but as long as you put meaning behind it, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that is what led you to your, uh, time in art school? Maybe who knows? Cause I, I did a lot of malicious compliance in college too with, <laughs> with shit like that. And that is my distant memory. Uh, would you say, I like that segment, by the way, that's nice. Um, would you say that your, your final art project, I guess I don't remember if it was your final one or not, but, uh, when you planned the event of the century for art school, was that sort of malicious compliance? 100%. Yes. Okay. That was a really funny thing. I think you should, I don't know how much time we have or how long we've been on, but you should, we should talk about that real quick. Maybe we should save it for another time. Okay. We'll, let's build it up. Build it up as something. Re- it was truly the event of the century. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that more at another time. Okay. In another place. In another distant memory. Ooh. I'm not going to play it again. We already played it twice. Yeah. Well, I suppose that signals that this is the end of our show. Sure does. And it's time for plugs. But before we plug... We've got some brand new iTunes reviews, Paul. Do we? We do. Wow, let's read them. All right. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. All right. Here's our most recent, uh, one of our more recent iTunes reviews called Couple of Hot Guys. Oh, spicy. I've personally met these two guys. and Let me tell you, they are hot. I've probably never met two hotter guys in my entire life. They're just as hot as they sound. Also great production, amazing theme song, solid banter, and interesting trivia. What more could a faithful listener ask for? Finally, additional support for this show. Oh, (laughs) you highlighted more than than the review. So I almost just started reading. (laughs) I was like, what a weird thing to add to a review. Thanks, uh, Thanks, listener. 
I, oops, I copied and pasted the next review in the wrong spot. <laughs> so I thought that whole thing was it. Um, we have another review. We have two. Wow. We have two brand new reviews. Are they both? Is, I assume that last one was five stars. They're both five stars. We wow. have seven five star ratings. Keep them coming, baby. Yeah. Uh, this next one is titled Good Podcast. <laughs> this podcast is good. Like really good. The two dudes on the podcast are good at podcasting. I agree. <laughs> I like that they uh, seem to know one adjective, and that is good. Nothing wrong with that. I'm going to roast all the people who leave us five-star <laughs> reviews. Hey, it's good. It's good. It's good. As Mike Mitchell might say. Yep. Our favorite doughboy. Mm-hmm. Well, one of our favorite doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Do you, do you think do you think you're the Mitch or do you think you're the Weiger? I think I'm the Mitch. I'm definitely the Weiger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do nearly as much work. For the podcast, <laughs> and I often forget about what we're doing. <laughs> wow. We've got our own little uh, Mitch Weiger dynamic. Sure do. How about that? Huh? Uh huh. Wow. Well, moving on to real plugs. Thank you for those reviews, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's any memories about music that you would like to share with us, you, of course, can find us on Twitter at Nostalgia System, we can send us an email, nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, leave your own review and we'll read it on the show. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Only if it's good. Only if it's five or if it's freaking funny. stars. Or if it's funny. If it's funny enough. But it's got to be really funny. I would probably read a one star review. That would give me some enjoyment. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and also, as Paul alluded to earlier, <laughs> you can also support the show on Patreon patreon.com slash nostalgia entertainment system um got a 40 dollars goal covers hosting covers all the other monthly expenses for this show and then it'll be self-sustaining that'd be pretty cool that would be cool that would be cool for this to not come about come out of our wallets and out of yours instead yeah (laughs) god you should be doing all this um listener also maybe someday we'll have exclusive patreon content Mm mm-hmm Ooh. Ooh. Um, ooh, it's spooky ghost plugs. <laughs> Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker Music or just at Moonraker. That's Moon, R A Y K E R. Paul, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, you can still go to my Twitter if you want to, uh, at Krang's Dumb Body or not. I don't really go Dad. to Twitter. I don't tweet anymore, really. Try not to go on Twitter. Um, this is all I do, really. <laughs> that needs to be plugged is this show. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. You can find me on the internet at Daruma Party. D-A-R-U-M-A Party. That's it for our show, I suppose. Except all about music. What are we going to talk about next week, Josh? Next week is a Scholastic Book Fair. So get your checkbooks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.